Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famers Mark Henry, Bully Ray, and I talk about SmackDown from this past Friday and A.J. Francis, and probably not the way you think. Also, we get into what I thought was one of the better matches of the week. Gunther and Ricochet for the Intercontinental title, and somebody that we really had to pull teeth to get something out of. Real one. Enzo, right now, on the Busted Open Podcast. Mark, what a great match. You had that tournament, Ricochet wins, faces Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, he had that match on Friday, uh, what I thought was maybe one of the best matches, if not the best match of the week. What did you think, Mark? Right now, uh, that 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 was, you, you have to say it was the best match of the week. Um, Ricochet is doing all the things that I wanted him to do years ago. Not, not so much giving a damn about what everybody thinks and not worrying about always let me let me do this flippity flying thing and just knuckling up sometimes. Yeah. I just wanted him to knuckle up. Like put your fist in front of your face and give him something. And it doesn't mean that you're disrespectful. I think that's what it is. I think that was the thing. And I told him. I said, look, man, um when you when you go out there, you have got to earn the people's respect. Nobody's going to respect you because of your hustle or how much training you did or how many companies you work for. Every night, you're going to have to go out there and be willing to whoop somebody's ass if things don't go according to plan. And I've had matches with guys, Dave, where shit just didn't work right. And there was an incident recently where Something didn't go right. The guy got mad, and he took it out on everybody around. I, I, I've i been a recipient of that, and I've been a contributor to that. It happens. I don't think Ricochet was ever ready for that. I think he is now. <laughs> I think he grew up. And I think, uh, Mark, you get more out of a punch than you do a moonsault off the top rope onto yes. the floor. Like, yes, you I, I think, and especially when you're in a ring with somebody like Gunther, it's got to be more oh. about the physicality than trying to look athletic and impressive in the ring. I'm going to tell you right now, 
he's had matches with with Sheamus and Show. I feel like Gunther would be the same, where you have to mentally prepare yourself. I'm finna get hit. I'm gonna hit his ass back though, and he's gonna he's gonna know I hit him, and he's gonna know enough that he'll curtail his shit because mine hurts worse. And it, it takes some of these young guys a while to learn that. And, you know, I mean, God, God bless him. <laughs> I love him like a play cousin. But Seamus would hit me and laugh, and I would be like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what we doing? I'm glad I know. And if we and and if next time we have him on the show, you ask him how I would hit, I would man I would lace his ass, and I'd be like Mark, that's I about tw- that's about twenty percent, brother. Don't make me hit you harder than that. I I love Sheamus. Um, I I like him as a person. I got along great with him in the locker room. Always very yeah. friendly. Me too. <clears throat> very respectful. Uh, I enjoy his work immensely, especially over the past couple of years. One of the MVPs of the WWE during the COVID times. And I believe a guy who gets considerably better every day that goes on because he becomes a smarter worker and performer. But I remember going back to the WWE in 2015 and having to work with Sheamus in tag matches and one of the first times, you know, a couple of the boys were like, hey, Bubba, just so you know, you know, Seamus is, he's there with his stuff. It's tight. And the number one, and, and I learned this in Japan a long time ago, when a guy is too tight with you, you are tight with him immediately, if not a bit more snug, stiff, or tight, depending on what you need to be. You're going to mirror whatever he does to you, plus one. And I remember Seamus laying into me a little bit. I laid right back into Seamus, plus one. And you know what Seamus said to me? He said, okay, Bubba, no problem, no problem. Okay, we're good, we're good. That's what was said to me. And from then on, it was like an equal amount of... I'll lay my stuff in like this. You'll lay your stuff in like this. And this is our happy place. This is our happy level of physicality. I'll hit you this hard. You hit me this hard. And I learned that, you know, um, being thrown into a situation in Japan my first time as a young boy and having to work in the main event at Corrigan Hall against Tarzan Goto. And the Eliminators, Perry Saturn and John Cronus, God rest Cronus' soul. Perry, they they smartened me up. They said, you have to stiff him back immediately. And, and, uh, you know, he laid into me and I gave it right back. And all I heard was, okay, okay. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. 
Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I want to get into something that happened on Friday and obviously going to get the fans perspective as well. But then I figure who better to ask than a Mark Henry and Bully Ray about uh, something that happened in the match between Del Fantasma, uh, Hit Row and the Viking Raiders. And there was a part of the match where um, top dollar, was going to do uh, the moonsault over, or the I should say the dive over the top rope onto yes. you know onto the teams outside of the ring. Top Dollar did the leap. I think he left his feet a little bit too early. Um, his midsection hit the top rope, and then he just fell over the top rope onto the ring apron and then onto the floor. But the worst part about it was the the members of the other two teams reacted like they just got hit by top dollar and they sold like they got hit by top dollar. And I went back and I watched it about four or five times. Top dollar does not hit anybody. <laughs> like, you know, not only without, with, without force or no force, like not even one of his sneakers hits any members of any of the other team, but yet they sold it like they did. Not only that, but top dollar got up and, reacted like he did hit and then the commentators did like Michael Cole said well I guess that's why he doesn't do that that much and and then you know the commentators actually reacted negatively towards it but it just was a mess and what was a bigger mess is what happened on social media afterwards because everybody then was calling for top dollars job they were saying like why did you bring him back it was a mess he doesn't deserve to be in the ring Friday night was not the best night for Hit Row. No, it was not the best night. And that's why I responded to uh, the tweet that he put out. Um, not, Not to criticize him, but to tell him, why are you listening to the fans? Like, you listen to Busted Open for critique. You listen to the coaches and producers and your boss for critiques. 
and the other veteran wrestlers for critiques. You don't listen to the fans for critiques. And 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 I and I said basically he well his his thing was guys 40 50 pounds heavier I was able to do this and he showed a video of him doing it successfully. That my my response was yes you could do it. But my thing was Stop listening to them and listen to us for our critiques. Now, my critiques is this. Did you rehearse that? Did you go to the gym and say, you know what? I'm going to get some reps in, make sure I can do this. I doubt it. I really do. And I I equated to, I, I called Dave Bully about two years ago when Evan Bourne came back from his accident uh, and, and, and ankle surgeries and foot surgeries. You remember he jumped from the ring to the top rope and tried to do a flippity-flying thing, and he, he, his foot gave, and he fell down, and I was so embarrassed for him because he didn't rehearse. Because he didn't try it first. I have done some things that needed to be rehearsed. I've done some things that I needed to practice with somebody to make sure that I could do this. To all of you guys and girls out there that listen to this show, if it has one element of risk, Go rehearse it. Go to the gym and practice it over and over till it's the muscle memory is there and it don't matter when the lights are shining because when the lights are shining, sometimes you get tight and you're not able to freely. I, I, I The Undertaker has clipped his feet before, has not got enough lift off before. And he used to do it almost every night. So rehearse and go practice. And always have a plan B, guys and girls. Have a plan B. And I'm not talking about the pill. I'm talking about another option for if something fails. Because in entertainment, things go wrong. In competition, you don't want a plan B. You want to do it or don't. But if you go out there, man, Dollar, I know you listen to the show, and I'll probably call you after this and tell you to your face. If If you do something unsuccessfully, don't expect those guys to go along with the program because I'm not selling nothing that didn't hit me. I'm going to come and I'm going to lace you. And it's up to you to stop me. Get me back in the ring and make yourself look good and get your shine. I'm not going to just take a fall. Mark, can I I stop you right there just so we can kind of put this one moment under a microscope? Because I disagree with you about what you just said. 
So, so let's just say Dala has done this a hundred times, whether it's in practice, a match, it doesn't matter. But on this attempt, something went wrong. Okay. Which can happen to attack. You're the world's strongest man, but I guarantee you one night you had some, you had a problem picking somebody up because you just didn't have them gripped the right way or he was too heavy or he was too slippery. The world's strongest man could not pick somebody up on that one given night because mistakes happen sometimes. Yes. No, not me. No, no, yeah, it it, it happened before, (laughs) but it could have happened just once. So I've seen Dala do the dive at 50 pounds, heavier, yada, yada. So he goes to do this dive. And he makes and, and he makes a couple of mistakes on the dive, but it's not on him. It's on the guys that were getting dived on. They have to realize that Dalla made a mistake, screwed up the dive. A mistake happened, and now we, we should not fix. be selling. It's up to me. Like, I'm there waiting for Dalla to dive, knowing, okay, he's going to dive on me. Uh, I'm going to create a cushion for him so he can hit his move, and then I will be selling. And now here comes Dalla, and he completely makes a mistake, catches the top rope, and I'm standing there. It's my job to know that. Now go save him. Now I have to go punch him because he did not hit his dive. All of those guys fell because they were going with the plan. Here's the problem. Most wrestlers today, all they do is memorize spot, 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 spot. They don't think on their feet. They're not trained to think on their feet. So if something goes wrong, they react in the planned way. Well, something went wrong. And you did not get dived on. There was no contact made with you. Thus, why are you selling? So I don't put this on Dala. Now, maybe you should say, Dala, practice it a little bit more. I don't care if you are able to do it at 50 pounds heavier. You should give yourself more of a chance to get this right. But I put it on the guys on the floor. They should not have never been selling. I agree 100%. But the plan B was if 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 out if if something goes wrong with this, then this is what we do as a as an alternative. And and it's obvious that they never had a plan B. They didn't because, have a plan B because Dala sold the move and the guys sold the move as yeah. if it was hit as perfectly as they spoke about. And it was all across the board, bully. Like B Fab is jumping up and down like he had just hit it as well. Like it was it was it was very surreal. And it just and I hate to use this word, it screamed out fake. Like it just was so fake. Oh my god, not it was you know, and, and I have to use it because that's what I was thinking. To the point I had to go back and watch it again because like because the way Top dollar, like he got back on his feet and he was looking at the crowd, like nodding. And BFAB is jumping up and down, like he had just hit it. Like this was an extremely embarrassing moment, but it didn't need to be an embarrassing moment because, because bully, to your point and what you were saying, Mark, about a plan B, mistakes do happen. 
Mark, you know, you mentioned Matt Seidel, uh, you know, slipping on the top rope, falling down, right? The only, the only reason I remember it is because you picked up the phone and you called me as soon as it happened. If you didn't make that phone, if we didn't have that phone conversation, I wouldn't have remembered it. Why? Because what did Matt Seidel do? He slipped and he got right back up and did it again. Like he just, it was, it you know, so by the time the match was over, you didn't really remember the slip. If listen, he, he, he tried to do the suicide dive over the top rope. He completely missed. But if the guys would have started punching him while he was on the ring apron and threw Mm -hmm. him back in the ring, listen, it wouldn't have had the pushback that it had. And to your point, Bully, about everybody selling it when it didn't actually happen, it it was Top Dollar that was getting all the anger and the angst from the fans. On so, I mean, he, he was trending Friday night because the fans were asking him to be fired because of that mistake. And I think that... And they, and I, you know what? They, they You can't listen to them. Fans who have never done uh, a damn thing in a wrestling ring, fans who probably have zero athletic ability, fans who hide behind avatars of SpongeBob and have three followers, that's who you're going to listen to? You don't feed into that. You don't listen to that. They could call for you being fired until the cows come home and you are trending number one. I would have went on social media and go, top dollar, trending number one, hot diggity damn. You spin it. Who the... Listen, I... Fans are a very double-edged sword in pro wrestling, like they are in rock and roll, like they are in any aspect of entertainment. One day they want to love you, one day they want to hate you. But on the old Twitter machine, they sit back and they say all this shit, like fire round the Rousey. Fuck you! Ronda brings a lot to the table. Oh, Ronda botched this. This is somebody's fault. Top Dollar made this mistake. He botched this. Okay, you get in the ring and go do it. Or better yet, post a picture of you in your athletic, your best athletic ability. Post a video of yourself doing something athletic. It's so easy to sit back and make fun of it. As 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 if, but if I'm Top Dollar. I'm not getting baited into this stuff. Why? What good is it going to bring? Yeah. Zero. This is why I tell wrestlers, learn how to work your social media. Don't let your social media work you. I wish I could see my response because I said basically what you said, Bully. But Dave, I want to ask you this, and this is – This conversation could have so many layers. We probably could take this to the end of the show. Why did you choose this spot to put under a microscope? The reason why is because it wasn't because of top dollar. It was, I was fascinated at the fact that they sold it. Like they just gotten hit like that suicide dive happened. And those two teams sold it. Like instead of reacting in a way where, Right, there was a mistake that happened covering that mistake. You actually went with it and put a bigger spotlight on it. This exact same situation happens across the board in pro wrestling, especially in AEW, and I've never seen you put it under a microscope. What do you mean? Like this this uh... Yes, 
I'll give you and I'll give you the example that keeps coming back to my mind. A couple of months ago, Pac goes to stand on the ring post. It took him about 45 seconds to get up to that ring post, which in TV time is an eternity. Two guys are now waiting on the floor for him to get to the top of the ring post. And listen, this is not a WWE versus AEW thing. This is a similar spot to similar spot. <laughs> so Pac finally gets up there, does the moonsault, and the guys on the floor that are supposed to catch him do the splits, and he basically lands on nobody, and they're selling. This is the exact same thing, exact same situation. But why have we chosen to put this particular spot under a microscope and not any of the other times it happens in any other company? All right, maybe there's current. Well, no, I think there I think it's a fair question, but I think there's two reasons why, bully. One is maybe maybe I expect a little bit more on this show as opposed to that show. Like, you know, we talk about a lot of the spot fest matches and things like that. And there's so much, it's so fast and it's so much is going on that something like that is maybe even lost on me. I'm just being completely honest here. And maybe when it comes to the WWE, I expect I, it was so egregious, you know, like the way that the match was taking place that maybe because I expected a little bit more being on SmackDown than I do on any other show. I mean, maybe that's it. I just don't usually see it on WWE. I it, I just never really do see like what I just saw. And the other thing is, is that because he was trending and a lot of people were on social media talking about it, when I saw it and I'm looking at all the, the, the back shit that's going on with Top Dollar, the, the first thing that's coming to my mind, Bully, is like mistakes happen. Like this is yeah. a mistake. Like, like we see mistakes all the time. Like, you know, like Mark bringing it up with Matt Seidel. Like, it's a mistake. He made a mistake. Like, in any, I always look at it bully as a sport. In sports, all the time, mistakes happen, like a fumble or, 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 or a player trips. And it's error. part of comp. And er, it, yeah. it, it's part of competition. To me, it's like I looked at that and I was like, these, these, these wrestlers should have known better. Why are they selling something when they didn't get hit? To the point, the commentators are. I, it's so egregious that the commentators aren't even trying to cover it up. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Real one. Enzo joins us here on Busted Open. How are you? You know, I got to tell you, yesterday was the best day of my life, LaGreca. <laughs> Why is that? LaGreca, you wouldn't even, LaGreca, you wouldn't even believe what happened. What happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. I wake up, and today's better than yesterday, bro. I'm doing great. And you know what happened yesterday beyond that? Beyond the fact that, you know, I woke up, and today's better than yesterday. Dude. I got to give a shout out to a guy that I never thought I would say, you know, thank you to at this stage of my career out here on these streets, old independent Zoe. I got to say thank you to Tony Khan and the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars for beating the shit out of the motherfucking Cowboys. How you doing, LaGreca? You bitch made motherfucker. I shouldn't be cursing this much, but I got to let it be known early and often what time it is, boy. Go Jags, baby. Well, you know, unbelievable. Go ahead, Mark. Screw Dak Prescott. Screw LaGreca. Screw the Cowboys. (laughs) Go Giants. Let's do this. Hey, I want to thank you, Enzo, and I want to thank the Giants for winning because you made us clinch. You're welcome. Thank you. Whatever. I don't know. Who you even rooting for, Mark? We won. We won. We lost and still won because of you. You're welcome. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Who do you root for, Mr. Henry? I'm a Cowboy fan. Wait a second. I'm a Cowboy that, fan. You guys, listen, I don't care about what you clinch, dude. You can clinch, you know, this, dude. That, that's all I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jack hey, good job. All I'm going to say is good job. We clinched. You know, I want to get into MLW, what you're doing with MLW. But, you know, you and I are going to be face-to-face in Jersey on January 20th, West Milford, New Jersey, for ISPW, you're going up against Rick Recon. I'm going to be in the corner of Rick Recon. And you I'm going to wear. We're going up face to face. And I'm wearing a fucking cow. Let me tell you something. I'm wearing a fucking cowboy jersey. You can wear all the giant shit you want. Nobody gives a fuck because if, you know, they're losing anyway, it doesn't matter. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Giants ain't going to do shit. And I'm wearing a cowboy jersey. And uh, you know, and I let it get out. You of and here. I face it. No, because I want. I try to. Be, let me talk. It's my show. I try to be a gentleman to you. I let you on. Let you promote all your shit. MLW. We'll talk to the cows. Come on. I try to be a gentleman, but you come on the show right away, talking shit, talking trash, knowing I'm a cowboy fan. That's not right. I'm letting you come on my. I'm letting you. Come on my show to promote your stuff, and you're not a gentleman, sir. So on the 20th, listen, I, you and hey, I face-to-face. Hey, hey, face. I've, I've heard enough of face that. Face-to-face. Right? Listen, I put the G. I put the G in gentlemen. Now, what do you think a certified G is, dude? I know how to open doors for ladies. If I see you, I'll open the door for you. I'll let you in, and I'll welcome <laughs> opportunity to your front doorstep, you bitch. Listen up, all right, LaGreca? You can't get face-to-face with first place in the first place, dog. I'm a Uno, dog. Numero uno. Ichiban. Real uno, dog. All right, I don't care what you do with Thunder Rosa. The storm's coming, bro. You need to brainstorm and think this thing through. Because quite frankly, you get face-to-face with me, I see the hollow. 
halitosis on your fucking lips right now, dude. Anybody ever got a good look at LaGreca's smile? Looks like somebody pissed in your mouth, bro. I'm about to smack the teeth out of your mouth. I'm going to smack the teeth down your throat. If you or Rick Rico step in that ring, I'm going to punch your teeth down your throat, dog. And then I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Then when you're bent over, picking your teeth up out of your crap, that's what I walk up on you like a gentleman, and I say, hey, dog, and I smack you in your fucking ass, and I smack you upside your head like you're a dog, and right. I remind you to stop barking up the wrong tree. You know, they, they, you know, you, you, MJF talks about, you know, being a generational talent because he's so good on the microphone. I think Enzo was just as good, if not better, and he was very creative. I think uh, an unfortunate set of circumstances. Hey, don't ever compare, don't ever compare apples to oranges, okay? You Don't ever put compare apples to oranges. You can't you can't compare a career heel to a career babyface. So so let me ask you this then. I, I know you're very confident in your abilities. Five minutes, live microphones, no holds barred, no scripts. You and MJF in the middle of the ring. Who wins the battle? Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's not even a question. I don't have to. We don't have to ask those questions because if that's the truth of the matter. My phone is on. People know where to call me. People know where to find me. But that's not even if you if you want to give the people that shit tomorrow, you'd be wasting a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of investment because that's a build that deserves to be built. I'm not taking anything away from people that do great work on a microphone. I want to see other people eat. But like you said, generational talent. I had 10 years in this business. My my first generation, my decade is done. No, what I did is undeniable. You can't ever, ever discredit it. I'm called a baby face because I got over. Okay. I don't have to shit on the people and bury the people. I can make people love me. I can make people listen, cheer, chant. You can't do that. Until you make people chant your catchphrases, love you, and book you as a baby face, it's easy to be a heel. It's easy to shit on these people. It's real easy. It's called RC Cola, cheap fucking pop, okay? When I say, hey, you're in your mother's basement jerking off. Hey, fuck you. Hey, I didn't curse for seven years. I didn't curse. I didn't say a bad word, boys. I created a word, S-A-W-F-T, soft. And they made millions of Snickers bars on the one and only corporate sponsor in the history of WrestleMania. This is one and only corporate sponsor, Snickers. It wasn't a year where you saw Axe and you saw Hair Gel and you saw the XFL and you saw the No, one corporate sponsor, soft. They made millions of Snickers bars in the whole campaign leading to the Hardy's return match at WrestleMania in a ladder match. Okay. Was built for Enzo and Cass to win those tag titles. The Hardys came back to the greatest anticipation, the biggest pop in the history of wrestling. Maybe the Hardys return at WrestleMania. I was there. I was in that match because the match was built on Enzo and Cass and nobody knew that they were coming. Okay, to get your own match on the card at WrestleMania for tag titles and a ladder match, boys. Okay, get the fuck out of here. Don't ever compare apples to oranges. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You off it on tangent. You and MJF, middle of the ring, live microphones, no script, five minutes. You're saying that you can decimate him? Oh, but it wouldn't even be a question. Dude, look it, look it, I don't... I, I hope he made Burberry a lot of money, bro, but he ain't seeing none of that money, okay? 
I sold T-shirts that said certified G on them, all right? And I made fucking a million dollars before I was 30 years old in this business. I didn't need no contract disputes because I did that shit off a rookie contract with merchandise sales. Don't ever compare apples to oranges, boys. Don't ever compare apples to oranges. Don't ever disrespect me. Don't ever disrespect me. Five minutes, brutalize something. You give me five minutes on a live microphone, I'm trending number one in the world. When's the last time you drew a two, dog? When's the last time you drew a two? Was CM Punk out there when they drew a two? Because if I show up on that screen, you're getting the number one trend in the world, guaranteed, with or without MJF on that screen. All right? I... Didn't have to be there when Cash showed up and he trended and I trended number five from my fucking couch. I wasn't even in the arena in Baltimore when Big Cash showed up. And it wasn't Wardlow trending. It wasn't Cash. It was fucking Enzo who was sitting at home on his couch. So don't sit here because if this was real and this was about numbers, there's a certain thing called a gatekeeper, okay? And if St. Peter wants to stand at the fucking front desk there, I guarantee you I walk into heaven because I will talk the ears off St. Peter, let alone MJF. The fuck out of here, bro. Are you shitting me with these three letters? Dude, there's no three Jersey. letters that can hold me. Not WWE, not AEW, not MJF. Ain't no three letters that can hold me. I'm a real one and a one of one and the greatest, the best, the boat, the best of all time. This is really what I do. I'm the best to wear the purple strap and rock, and rock the stick since Donatello, dude. There ain't nobody rocking the stick wearing a purple strap like Zoe, all right? Donatello ain't got shit on me. This is what I do, bro. I don't have to shit on people, all right? I don't have to take cheap shots. I don't have to curse on a microphone in front of people. I don't have to. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's what I do that makes me different. I dance, I walk it like I talk it blindfolded. I know who I am and I know where I'm going. And the only thing that can stop me is being blackballed, okay? My first two bookings outside of the WWE, Madison Square Garden, Staples Center. Booked myself at the Staples Center, trending number one in the world. Got booked at Madison Square Garden, trending number one in the world. When Bret Hart got attacked at the Hall of Fame, Enzo and Cass were trending number one in the world that night, my friend. All right? Why is that? Why is that when I'm sitting on my... Because people are petrified of what I would do. If you give me a microphone on TV, if you let the fucking hounds go. I'm a dog, bro. I got dog in me. There ain't nobody taking food off my family's plate. That's the truth. And that's what I thought when the first time I stepped through the curtain and I dropped the word soft because I got a billion dollar brain, bro. That's what the fuck I do. And you think I ain't. I, look, it, the lifeblood of pro wrestling is the microphone. The lifeblood of pro wrestling is the ring. The talent in that ring. The universe doesn't go without the talent. So when I was in the performance center, a place that that kid never went, and he should fucking go and learn how to fucking work. When I was in the performance Easy. center, I mean, seven, he's good. Uh, okay, listen, I don't. I've, I've never watched any of his matches, so how the okay, fuck would I know? I can't say anything. He's very good. I know one thing. I don't care where you've been in the world until you've been to Harvard. You didn't learn shit. Seven years in the WWE cannot be compared to anywhere else in the world. No indie, no, no anywhere. Okay? Under the tutelage of the best, Shawn Michaels, Triple H was my boss for seven years. Hunter was in my ear, shitting on me. Vince McMahon, I came through the curtain. Vince would tell me he liked my shit or did not like my shit, and we would talk on Mondays, a billionaire, okay? 
until you're there for seven years and getting shitted on and talk and 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 learning to like the taste of it and going out there and producing gold and trending every time or drawing a two rating or getting you know over a mil every every time you're out there that is the lifeblood of the company is the talent so take me out of the equation okay without a roman reigns like he's a huge star they built him to be right that's the talent that's the talent though take me out of the equation but when i was in the performance center i say okay underneath of this roof one of us has to be john cena one of us has to be the rock if we're not then this company doesn't keep going the way it's going so i was in a room with people that didn't realize that that had to happen and i said i'm gonna be the fucking guy get out of my way one of us has to be that guy underneath of this roof and i opened off every show for nxt around the world with big cast and we were a part of something special poached a lot of talent from around the world they built a hell of a roster in nxt but enzo and cast music hits everywhere baby faces boom place lights up we open off the show and we did something that is so important and unprecedented and we launched nxt with the help of the entire roster, everybody who was on it. So you get a mix of Enzo, you get a mix of Eric here. You know, I can't take all the credit in the world, but fuck, you know, the Amore Incredible ain't breathing down nobody's neck, dog. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need credit. I don't need the respect. I, I, I got it. You go back and you watch that shit, undeniable, undeniable. Every time, every time, every time. Lights out, lightning in a bottle, bang. How do you feel like what? How do when you look at the WWE right now in the future? Because obviously Vince McMahon stepping down, Triple H taking over, creative. You think WWE is in a good place right now with Triple H? Uh, like I said, man, I haven't been paying attention to the products on TV, but you know it's it's like, dude, you can't lift my phone and open Instagram without seeing wrestling pop up, like the Discovery page, your Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, social media, your phone. Just they know I'm me. You know, I'm sure they listen, <laughs> but. Uh, they, 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 you know, so wrestling is a part of my life and always will be. And I love to get in the ring, but I'm not concentrated on the here or now and what's going on. Um, I would say, dude, there's no question that that machine is Disney at this point. Like it, the wheels are going to keep turning. Um, WrestleMania is a, 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 it's a household name. It's a brand it's established. And whether anybody buys the rights to it or it goes anywhere, uh, you know, Hunter is the best in the world and nobody's 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 better suited to to to, you know, grab the reins than the guy who's been preparing for, it, obviously, in front of your face for so many years. Uh, I mean, with the launch of NXT that I was a part of, I can remember when he walked into a room and told us that, hey, we're going to be getting this brand going. We're going to take it on the road. And all the boys like nudging each other like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? We're working in armories all over Florida every week, setting up the ring ours selves setting up all the chairs i'm enzo not i'm not even enzo yet i'm ea all day and i'm selling t-shirts for fucking merchandise there's no way this product is going anywhere fcw next thing you know bro we're in barclays center next thing you know bro we're in europe you know like okay so why would i ever doubt that man if he says he's gonna do something it's a great for the record mark henry is blown up just listening to you talk I guarantee it. Bro, I'm sitting here drinking my first coffee, just getting all my shit. You only had one? <laughs> getting all I my thought you, I thought you snorted an espresso this morning. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> 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 all right, well, uh, nah, man, again, 
I mentioned January 7th, Philadelphia. Uh, go to MLW2300.com for tickets. It's a, one, it's a great place. It's a historical building, uh, the old ECW Arena in Philly. MLW will be there on January 7th. And again, uh, January 20th in beautiful West Milford, New Jersey. My guy, Rick Recon, is going to go up against you. So looking forward to that. Maybe we can get you Rick on again. Rick Rico. Rick Recon, his name is, sir. The annexation of Rick Rico. Rick Recon. Beat his ace. Then you and I will go face to face. You want? You know what? You may Dude, not I be able you, to battle him. Face you can battle me on the microphone. Battle me on. I'm. I test six days a week, three hours a day. So just say I got the training, my friend. I got I the training. I want to see you piss in a cup before you fucking think about getting on a microphone with me first. All right, pal. We're gonna treat this, treat, dude. You must be on the sauce if you think you got a fucking chance at the. Hey, dance, whatever dude. it takes. What whatever you, it takes. He's on that pole. What, what kind of PEDs? Hey, look like, What kind of PEDs are you taking? You think you can dance with me, huh? It's called the Polish birth? enhancement drug, sir. And I have it each and every <laughs> no. night. Uh, hey, dude, and, uh, they would have. Hey, hey, Bubble will tell you they'd have they'd have three sugar free Red Bulls ready for me at Gorilla every single night, dude out there dude all right before i got i gotta put him over before we let him go because i was the guy standing in the middle of the ring the night he debuted and i mean to 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 debut on monday night raw and have people who monday night raw had never seen enzo and kaz the main roster had no idea who they were and those people chanted every single word spoke every single word with Enzo and Kaz as if it was Road Dog and Billy in the middle of DX's and the New Age Outlaws' biggest run. So that says a lot. And I don't know whether this is MLW, this is AEW, I don't care where it is. Uh, I'd buy a ticket to see Enzo and MJF face-to-face in the ring with two live microphones, and that's it. Okay. Hey, uh, I appreciate that. I know. I know it would be. Uh, and next time elect- I invite you to dinner or lunch at the diner, pick up the tab, you cheap fuck. <laughs> hey, what, where were we at Oregon's diner? <laughs> Oregon, bro. Take me on the fucking Oregon Trail, dude. You had two cattle with you, bro. I wasn't about to fucking take on your ox on the Oregon Trail. There, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Bully, he mentioned hey, it before. Hey, real oh, go ahead. Before I go, no, we can't you. do it real quick. We got to take a break. I we just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you guys for having me on here, Mark. More than anyone, thank you for listening. That was unbelievable. I was, I was. You were very attentive, and I can't even believe how much I held your, uh, I held your attention. I know I got your listeners by the balls right now. Then people are listening, boy. Then people are listening. So I want to say thank you to your listeners, too. I appreciate it, bro. The realest guy in the room. Um, oh. If it wasn't for the people, if it wasn't for the people, boy, I got news for you, man. I wouldn't be here. I would have died. I would have been in jail. I would have. Ed Zone Cash should not be alive today. You guys had one foot in the, the ring, one foot in the jail. We had the best run, dude. Castile died. It was unbelievable. I love you, Big Cass. I appreciate you more than anything. He's kicking ass. Check out W. Morrissey, Big Bill, Willie Moe, whatever you want to call him. I got nicknames for him, too. But uh, I appreciate the love, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. And I want to say, hey, never forget, people, the reason why you went crazy back then was because I was a baby face. And you made me a baby face. It wasn't Hunter. 
It wasn't the pencil. It wasn't Vince. Trust me, there was no booking that was friendly for Enzo and Cass. And I didn't get my shit in, and I didn't hit the drop kicks, and I didn't do the dives. But every time I came out, that place came alive. Thank you guys so much. You guys made my uh made my run something really special in pro wrestling that'll never be forgotten. I really appreciate it. Thank Love you to you, all buddy. the fans. You guys are Love wrestling. you, man. Seriously, thank you for the time. Love you, brother. Thank you, guys. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.